0: listening to Buggy Talk, where some of your favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fredikaskin. there. Welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host Tracy Fredakowski, and each week I bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have Laura Bradford, a national best-selling author of more than 35 books. Her latest title includes the women's fiction novel Piece by Piece and the cozy mystery A Killer Carol. Her first woman's fiction novel Portrait of a Sister was a July 2018 book club pick for Delilah of Delilah Radio and a summer book club pick for Southern Lady Magazine. Wow what a lineup Laura how are you this morning and thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, and I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you. Good. I know we're going to talk about piece by piece today, and we're going to talk about your um, contribution to the Christmas Miracles Collection. But before we dig into some of your projects, I love to talk to my authors about their writing career. You know, our readers are so interested in our personal life, so um, they get a big kick to learn just a little bit about you personally. So let's start with how do you research your book? Well, um, for my books, I like to spend upwards of about three or four
1: days in Amish country, in Lancaster Amish country. And I just kind of travel the countryside and I do the back roads and I slow down and look at people out in their fields or I take uh, tours that allow me to get inside their homes. And it's usually during that process that something I see, it might be just a little nugget, gives me an idea that. I then springboard into a story that happens a lot with my Amish mysteries, but it also happens with my
0: my women's fiction novels as well. Oh, I know research is one of my favorite things to do. It gives me an excuse to be in the areas of the country that I love the most, so absolutely absolutely. So tell us what success means to you. Oh,
1: success to me, um, being happy is a big one, and those moments where I get A message in an inbox um, on my website that says that a book I wrote touched a reader um, or helped a reader through a difficult time or they felt some comfort in the pages of of something that I've written to me that's success even more so than the number of books sold while that's wonderful I just like to know that something I wrote touched a reader or helped a reader through a difficult time or made a reader smile
0: Oh, that that's wonderful. That's wonderful. You know, because it's really not about the number of books you sell. It's, it's God's story that we're telling through, you know, our little brain or whatever. So I, I believe, just like you believe, it's more about how our stories impact the lives of our readers. And it sounds like that's exactly what you think too. So on a typical day, tell us about how much time you spend writing. Actively working on a book, I do everything in the morning. That's
1: when I'm freshest by about two or three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm kind of done and I'll switch to marketing. But for the actual writing, I like to write my goal is always about 2000 words a day. So about eight pages, some days that happens some days I do better than that. And some days life gets in the way and I do far less than that. But I I know what I need to do in order to get the book done by the deadline. And so I'll I'll step it up at some point if
0: I have to. Do you find it more challenging to write the first book in a series or a follow-up book to your series?
1: Um, I enjoy, the first book is always fun and it's exciting because it's brand new and new characters, but you're also getting the full of them. And you're learning about them. So in some respects, I like the first because of the excitement. But when I work on follow-up books, particularly in a long-running series, it's, it's like revisiting old friends, you know, and you're, you're excited to sit back down with them again and see what they're up to now. So I'm kind of on the fence with that one. Sometimes it's the first book, sometimes it's the subsequent books. It changes sometimes by the book.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. So that pulls us into your newest release, which is Piece by Piece, and I cannot wait to snuggle up with this book. Tell us a little bit about the significance of the title Piece by Piece. Well, I picked that
1: title because this is a story about a a woman who goes through unbelievable tragedy, and she loses everyone that matters to her in a single instant. and she's left with nothing her whole life looks nothing like it did two seconds earlier and this is a story about when you're brought to your knees essentially and you are in the darkest part of your life and how do you how do you find light again and how do you manage to keep on living and keep putting a a foot a new foot in front of each other so the title for me is piece by piece because in the story, the woman learns to start living again by putting her life back together, piece by
0: piece. Oh that's perfect. so what is the main theme of the book, or what do you want your readers to take away from it? that there's
1: always hope that sometimes you know when we have grief, we tend to to there's people handle it in different ways. some people don't want to revisit it, um, don't want to think about the person that they lost because of the pain, but sometimes it's in the memories that the person gets to remain with us and still feel like they're part of our life. So it's really about welcoming in the memories and, and finding the joy in those.
0: It sounds like an emotional book. Is it an emotional? You know, I can't. Like I said, I can't wait to. It read is. These. It sounds. It like is it, like, definitely an emotional book. Yeah, and and you know, I don't know about you, but a good book to me is one that makes me cry. So this sounds like a book that will make me cry. Oh, you
1: will cry. You will <laughs> cry, but but you do. I, I mean, my goal is anyway, and from what I'm seeing from reviewers that they feel very hopeful and just lighter at the end of it. So that that is that's my
0: hope. Oh, good, good, good. So. I really like this question when I ask this to my authors that I interview. If your book was made into a movie, who are the celebrities that would star in it?
1: And this one is always a tricky question for me because in my mind, these characters are such living, breathing people of their own that it's hard to imagine somebody else being them. That said, um, probably for the male character that is in the book, and this is not a romance, it is not a love story in that way, but the the male character in the book, um, I'm kind of partial to James Marsden. Um, I just adore him and I think he could do a good job. And the main character is playing Danny. Interestingly enough, I think, I would go with Anna Kendrick because there's something girl next door about her. The every per, you know, the every, every woman that everybody can kind of identify with she's high energy, which is what this woman was before her tragedy. She was very high energy. Everybody was always moving in her house. Her kids had, you know, multiple activities all day long. She was just like the perfect mom. And I just think that that
0: she could probably do a really nice job with that. Oh, you know, when I read the book, I'm going to imagine both of those actors and actresses in my head. So um, that gave me a a really good visual when I sit down to read it. So I'm dying to hear a snippet from one of your favorite scenes. Please share us something. Okay.
1: Well, this snippet is going to come from a little bit further in the book. Um, When my main character, who is English, uh, goes through this tragedy, she decides that she needs to leave. And she just, she needs to get out of of where she's been her whole life, where all the memories are. And she takes refuge at the home of an Amish woman that she met as a child. And they've been been pen pals ever since. And Danny will come to realize as this book goes on that this Amish woman, Lydia, has also had a tragedy. Um, And we're going to see that tragedy through the eyes of her three-year-old daughter. And this is this scene is where Danny has to kind of help this three year old through it, and she's in a tough place because she's having a hard time helping herself. So, this is a quick snippet from that. A flutter of activity in her lap became a hug as Nettie buried her face against Danny and began to cry. A sound so raw, so all encompassing, it took a moment to find any words, let alone the right words. Once you give someone your heart and love, they will never be far away. Squeezing her eyes, Closed, Danny let the words and the voice that delivered them in her thoughts travel her back to a moment she hadn't visited in years there she could feel her mother's hand rubbing circles against her back there she could hear the soft gentle sounds of the reassurance and love and there the emptiness inside her chest felt a little less empty it was a nice place to be even if for a little while a place she needed a place Nettie needed too Danny looked down at the little girl through parted lashes and began to rub her back around and around and around. It's all okay, Nettie, she said against the little girl's ear. I'm here. I'm here. Seconds turned to minutes as she held the child close, letting her know again and again that she was there and that it was okay to cry, just as Danny's mother had done for Danny so long ago. When the little girl's tears finally subsided, Danny loosened their embrace just enough to afford a view of Nettie's face. Do you know what my mam told me when my grandma, my gross mother died, she asked, lacing her fingers behind Nettie. When I wasn't much older than you are now, Nettie's red-rimmed eyes widened. Were you sad like me? Very much. Shame drove the child's gaze down to Danny's lap. Did you cry and cry like me? I sure did, she said. But I loved my gross mother very much. But when I stopped crying, my mom, my ma'am, told me something very special. What? She told me that once you give someone a piece of your heart, Is theirs forever, even when you cannot see them.
0: Oh, that gave me chills, Laura. And I bet that's what everyone else who reads that scene's going to get. And like I said, I can't wait to read this. And I I can just feel that it's an emotional book and one that's going to be right up my alley. So that was a great snippet from Piece by Piece. And that moves us into the next project that we're going to talk about this morning. And that's the Amish Christmas Miracles Collection and your contribution to that. What is the title to your story, Laura? It's called The Christmas Program. Ooh, fits right in with the Christmas theme and take us, um, take us inside the main character's personality. How would you describe your main personal, your main character's personality?
1: Uh, Leah Miller. She is a a brand new school teacher. She has her, her first class all on her own. So she's nervous. She wants to do a good job. Um, and she gets thrust into this right before it's time for the annual Christmas program that the that Amish schools always do. Yes, so ma'am. she just, she really wants to do a good job. And she's a hard worker and, you know, just wants to, wants to do right by her new job and by all of the families.
0: So what was the highlight of writing this, this short story for this collection?
1: It was fun to work around one of these Christmas programs. I did some research. I read some things that people, you know, firsthand accounts of people having gone to those Christmas programs. And it was just fun to kind of give, to give readers and myself a real window into how these programs work and that this is really the only time that Amish children, quote, perform. Um, other than that, they're, they really don't do that. So this this was kind of neat that they sing songs, they sing um, English Christmas songs, and the kinds of things that you, you might be surprised to realize that they do. They decorate, they put on skits, and it was just fun.
0: And you know, um, you know, as well as I do, but maybe some of our listeners don't know that the Christmas program is, is pretty much the highlight of the Christmas mm-hmm. season um, when it comes to celebrating um, for an Amish family. So um, yeah. I can see, I can see how this is going to be cool. So what do you hope your readers or our readers in this collection will take away from your particular story? Um, just
1: the joy, the joy of Christmas. Um, the joy of, of when something looks like it's going to go wrong and the thing that you've been looking forward to and you've been working for for so long that something or, or putting so much heart into, something comes along and threatens it and how just the kindness of a stranger can, can help make it right. Oh, cool. Can you share a little snippet somewhere in the book for, with us? I can. I'm going to yeah. read a little bit from the beginning. Okay. Uh, okay, so here we go. Ducking her chin inside the top edge of her simple black coat, Leah Miller took one last look at the construction paper snowflakes. She'd painstakingly adhered to the door not more than 20 minutes earlier and allowed herself a tiny yelp of pleasure. Her first day as teacher was officially over, and despite the worry that it had been her near constant companion on her walk that morning, it had all gone so much better than she could have imagined. The lessons, lunchtime, tasking the oldest boys with keeping the wood stove going, divvying up the parts for next week's Christmas program, and the corresponding excitement it had ignited on all but one small, terrified face. The clip-clop of an approaching horse broke through her mental replay of the day's only real hiccup and abandoned her view of the one-room schoolhouse in favor of the road and the open-topped buggy making haste in her direction. Using her shoulders as a shield against a sudden gust of wind, Leah took in the mare's deep chestnut color, its long black mane, and the way its breath dotted the air white before shifting her gaze onto the driver as he pulled to a stop less than six feet from where she stood. Are you the new teacher, he asked, nudging his chin toward the schoolhouse while keeping his eyes, the bluest eyes she'd ever seen, squarely on Leah. She tried to hold back the smile as questions stirred, but it was no use. Yeah, I'm the new teacher. How did you know? lucky
0: guess. (laughs) Oh, you painted a very vivid picture. Thank you, Laura. I can't wait to um, read that. So tell us what's next for Laura Bradford.
1: Well, I'll have a new Amish-based women's fiction novel coming out next summer called Her New Story. And then I will also at the same time be debuting a new cozy mystery series. So next summer is going to be a busy time for me.
0: Oh, it sounds like it. Um, I love your cozy mysteries, So I'm looking forward to that. Thank too. You. So I like to finish up with something really fun. And we are going to play a speed round. Have you ever done a speed round before? I'm not sure, but I'm I'm excited about it. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you a couple short questions, and it just sort of gives our listeners um, an inside look at your personality, okay? So first one, movie or book, what do you prefer? Book. Coke or Pepsi? Neither. (laughs) Your favorite day of the week? Monday. Monday. Your first celebrity crush. Mm. Oh wow. Um, Sean Cassidy. (laughs) That was mine. That was my first celebrity crush. That that ages us, Laura. That ages us. (laughs) It does. It does. Um, The fastest you've ever driven in a car. 79 because my car (laughs) will yell at me if I go above that. (laughs) Okay, last one. Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Swedish Fish. There you go. (laughs) See, that wasn't that fun. That was fun. So is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, I guess just
1: that I hope that if I'm I'm new to anyone listening um, as an author, that I hope they you know, give me, a, give me a, a look, whether that's visiting my website or my Facebook author page. Um, you know, Check out my reviews on Goodreads just to get a little familiar with me. And uh, I hope that they'll pick up one of the books in the Amish mystery series or piece by
0: piece. And uh, I hope that they'll enjoy what they, what they read. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with us this week. And I look forward to reading all the stories in the Amish Christmas Miracles collection, along with your latest release piece by piece. That wraps up this week's episode. Next week, we'll be switching things up a bit as Laura interviews me on the Buggy Talk podcast.